0: Hey everybody! Welcome in to another episode of the Corporate Global Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host Hunter Hawes,
1: and I'm your host William Spicer.
0: Spicer, um, hey, I, uh, I don't know. Today's going to be a weird show for me. I've got a lot of gripes.
1: <laughs> I'm actually, I was thinking this whole time. It's like, how am I going to get on here and not just complain, complain, complain? But yeah, it's going to be like hard.
0: So. We'll we'll get into some things, and I'm just you're gonna have to try to keep me positive because there's a lot of just bad right now with the sports world, the NFL in general. Um, so yeah, it's it, this show could go off the rails. I'm just yeah gonna put that out there.
1: <laughs> and I was gonna say, I'm a bad one. If you're looking for just like a big ray of sunshine, this isn't it. This, yeah, I'm not the person either. <laughs> <laughs> to be on the other side,
0: there's gonna be. I can already see some rants in the future of this this episode so um bear with us um let's let's get these uh we got a couple trades that happened this week uh that we need to get out of the way before we dig into the action so let's talk about these we've got the popular ballers receiving a 2022 fourth round pick from the god kings for old mr andy dalton
1: oh yeah take take some value yeah. Get get your picks. He's tanking. Brady could be in an emergency situation. Fourth round yeah. pick for an emergency is fine.
0: Right. I I thought it was a great move for Aaron to just get that pick, help your tank effort. Um, you know, Brady's already got several quarterbacks, but n- not a terrible idea. Um, thought it was odd that he started Dalton over Philip Rivers and Tana Hill, but I mean, it didn't really matter. He still beat me. So, um Yeah, uh, fine fine value there for Dalton. Um, The other trade a little bit more exciting. We had two Niners leave the Pit Kings, uh, Raheem Mostart and Nick Mullins, and head over to the Winterfaces for Russell Gage and Zach Moss. What do you think about this one?
1: This one's a little, this one's kind of tricky, but this is mostly because I think I way overvalue Zach Moss, but I love Hmm. him, Um, like, but Raheem Mostert's still, like, I think he's 25, is that right? Yeah, he's pretty young. Pretty, pretty young, so, like, feels pretty, feels pretty good to me, like, I would like to be either one of those teams, really, is where I think I am with it, Um. yeah. Yeah, that's
0: kind of how I feel. I, I understand the move for both sides. Uh, I think I might like Colton's side a little bit more, getting both those two young players. Uh, I'm not like crazy about Russell Gage, but um, you know, as Julio gets older, maybe he carves out a bigger role. I'm not sure. Um, and Zach Moss could certainly end up taking over for Devin Singletary, uh, and then. You know, Wyatt needed some help at quarterback with losing Joe Burrow, so maybe you get a couple games out of Nick Mullins. I just don't like the Niners' running back core. It's just there's too much going on. There's like six guys in there that are good, so um, I don't know if Mostert is the one to have or not. But uh, seems like a fair trade.
1: Yeah, and I think oh no, Mostert's only is it 28, so it's actually so I do oh. like I do like Colton. I didn't realize he was better. that old. Yeah, yeah. So so Wyatt's going for the full. Like I have to shore up. For this playoff push yeah just trade deadline trade
0: absolutely um makes sense he's kind of had some woes all year at running back so what's one more one more guy in there to make his decision making harder <laughs> <laughs> um oh i like there's some new uh sleeper ui it looks really nice when you click on the players have you seen this on mobile
1: On not not on mobile I, i'm mm-hmm. sure it i have but i haven't paid attention
0: yeah, it just looks a little, little different, a little nicer. Um, love that dark mode. Uh, anyways, let's, uh, if let's. If you're, if
1: you're fantasy teams or leagues not using Sleeper, you should do it now. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely. Brought to you by Sleeper.
0: What are you doing if you're not using Sleeper? Um, so here's the deal. We're going to talk about the games, but I, I have to confess, I did not watch a lot of football this weekend. Um, there was some reasons why, and I could talk about them, but. I, so I have, I did watch some YouTube highlights because I felt, didn't want to do the podcast an Injustice, but I'm going to, I'm going to be like anti-Hunter and really just going to have to go off of like headlines and box scores, which is like <laughs> the, the anti-thesis of, of how I like to talk about these things. But it, it you know, here we are. So before we talk about Seahawks Eagles, can we just talk about for a second, the just how god awful the NFL has handled COVID this year.
1: It's been pretty bad, especially because, relative to all the other leagues, they had the most time to prepare. Yes, and that's the embarrassing. The, th- the reason why they should be so embarrassed is because of they were the only sport not happening when it started. Like, there's absolutely no reason they should have had any issues for months. Um, but uh, you know, they d- they would not they would not do the bubble, so.
0: I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like, the fact that all this stuff started in March, which is just after the Super Bowl, and they had six months before a game was supposed to be played to do something, and they pretty much did nothing, you know? And it's yeah. like, I saw a lot of kind of jokes going around with the clips from the, or like, week one or, or maybe preseason or whatever time when uh, the Broncos had that, like, Lysol misting machine that they were all walking through, and it was like, wow, can't believe this didn't prevent all this, you know. Oh and it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, exactly. Like that's what we thought was going to work for the NFL, and it, it just, it, it really, <clears throat> it really frustrates me. You know, you've you've had these. All the crazy schedule changes. You've had the Broncos didn't even have to have a quarterback to play. There's been multiple times. I don't know if you've noticed this, where players have like miraculously tested positive, like Sunday night or Monday morning. It, it just feels really icky. Um, and yeah, I'm just. It's not fun. Like it, it just. Could have been handled so much better. And I know, you know, there's way more important things in life than fantasy football. And like some of the stuff is serious. Like people like James Connor and Mark Andrews have gotten COVID and both of them uh are like very at-risk people. Connor, you know, had cancer and Andrews, I think, is like a diabetic and it just it's very frustrating. But now I mean, let's just talk about the stupid part, the fantasy football part that doesn't actually matter, but it matters for this hour and it's just like it was so stressful this weekend trying to figure out what the heck was going to happen
1: yeah no joke also I want to throw out there like uh Raquel Armstead too like he hasn't played a football game from when he got COVID preseason yeah you know, he's still dealing which I think at this point they probably said like we're just going to leave you I like even if he was feeling better like they're like we're just gonna leave you IR we're terrible but yeah. um but yeah like I can't. I can't believe that that happened so early on. And they were like, "There's a player who's still not playing." and They still can't figure out. Anyways, um, we can. We can. We can move off that.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> it just. It really put a damper on things for me with uh, like lineup stuff and just my general enjoyment of the games was was not great. Uh, so I, I was just kind of ticked off. But it, there was just a lot going on. So. Uh, the Seahawks Eagles game ended up being an exciting finish, especially for you gamblers out there. Um, what do you do? You have anything to say here as a Carson Wentz owner?
1: <laughs> I do whatever you want out there. You keep you keep covering the spread, Carson, and you can do whatever you want. You know, <laughs> if you're out there showing garbage time, but Hail Marys and ruining people's lives in Vegas, and not mine, I'm I'm all about it, but. But I am, like, with Jalen Hurts, I really do feel, like, pretty wishy-washy. Like, I think probably a best-case scenario for me is Wentz. Because Wentz has to play there for two more seasons. Like, he has to be on the roster because mm-hmm. of all of the <laughs> all of the cap penalties and cash payouts that the Eagles have to do if he is even moved. Like, if he's not on the roster, they have, like, something stupid, like a $24.5 million cap penalty in 2022 or something stupid. Oh, God. <laughs> so, like... He has some serious protection there. So what I'm what I'm hoping is that Jalen will come in next year. Carson will sit for a year or two, and then become like the Ryan Tannehill comeback player of the year with whatever team he moves to after his contract's up at 31 or whatever. Hmm. That's kind of what I'm hoping because I do think like I still don't think he's great, but dude, that watching the Eagles is like watching sort of the Bengals sometimes where you're like I the court like. I said like when I was watching the game that Carson Wentz made a completed pass and no one was around him on the defense. And it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's got to be a holding because there's no way the Eagles (laughs) allow a passing attempt without someone being close (laughs) to him without holding. That's funny.
0: um, Yeah, this is one of those things where uh, this was one of the first games where I know Ertz isn't healthy, but most everybody else was on the offense. Like uh, Alshon Jeffrey was actually playing um, the – rookie Rager is, is like, there. Sanders is, is healthy, it seems like. Greg Ward. He, he didn't really have to run the ball a lot because they were behind. But, um, yeah, Greg Ward, like, Dallas Goddard is probably better than Ertz now at this point uh, physically. So, like, they have no excuse uh, weapons-wise for him not to succeed. He just makes some really bad decisions. Like, that interception was really ugly. Um, it was weird. I, I thought they were – like, they brought in Jalen Hurts for that – like a little bit, and I was like, Oh, cool. I is this is real, and then they just took him right back out.
1: Yeah, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get to s- some more of that, I think, <laughs> as we keep talking about some games. But we'll talk about how, um, our Lord and Savior Taysom Hill is changing the NFL single handedly right now, and every team is just oh, trying no. to be the Saints. I, but, I, <laughs> um, well, I, my. <laughs>
0: I have some Taysom Hill things to talk about in that game, too, because there's just a lot there. Uh, the, the quarterback play across the league this yeah. week left a lot to be desired, we'll say. Yeah. I'm, con- um, but, I'm
1: convinced that you could have found some pretty good people off the streets for some yeah, this uh,
0: week. Yeah, I agree. actually agree <laughs> with that. Um, a good quarterback was Aaron Rodgers in the Sunday night football game. Um, this was a game I did not watch one moment of because I was like, oh, this could be good. And then w- they just pounded them so quickly uh and i don't know what to make of the packers like they lose to the colts the previous week and then they just i mean and the bears aren't great but their defense is is good um but man aaron Rodgers just tore them up
1: yeah i don't the packers are Isn't there another weird thing with them? Like, their pass defense is very good, but their, their rushing defense is really terrible. Like, yes. And so, that I think it's that been that's, consistent. Yeah. And so, that's, a, I think that's a tough thing. It, that's like a, a huge opening for the Packers to lose. For the other team to be able to control the ball and pound it, the best way to beat Aaron Rodgers is to keep him over on the sideline. So, I think, to myself, like, the Bears are just not a very good offensive team, but a team like the Titans, I think, would match up extremely well against the Packers if Adoree Jackson's back. I would love mm. to see them play.
0: Yeah, especially this time of year, mm-hmm. uh, I think that that would be a good matchup for them. Um, the, I mean, David Montgomery ran for a hundred yards, and he has not done anything all season. <laughs> no, he, uh,
1: he was in the. He's talked about about being on notice and stuff. Like he's had a pretty bad year.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Alan Robinson, good. Uh, I mean, the offense did look better with Mitch Trubisky as, as far as I could tell. Uh, he actually threw touchdowns. Uh, he still threw, inter- like, this was like what you were getting from Trubisky before he was benched originally. But this is a pretty typical game from him. Um, nothing magical. Um, Send my boy Jameis to Chicago, please. Oh, that would be exciting. I'd, that would be very interesting with hit, that defense and him. <laughs> like, that would yeah. be very interesting to watch. Um, Oh, here we go. The Rams that I thought they were this this was, uh, yeah. Jared Goff back on the toilet because he's so bad.
1: Yeah, Aaron, Aaron, uh, GM of the popular ballers was just sitting there going, "I don't understand the Rams. I don't understand Jared Goff. They're the they're the enigma team. The Rams. Yeah,
0: this is the Rams that." Exist in Hunter's head, the the ones you got this week, the ones I always talk about, uh, and I guess it's because they live and die by Jared Goff at this point. Because um, the defense is what it is, the receivers will catch what they can from him, but they're going to get a lot of nastiness and uh it's bad interceptions. Um, good play from Cam Akers on that big run, though, so that's good. Yep, for Noah, yep.
1: the Cheetahs feeling good about about Cam Akers late in the season, just like we were talking about. It yeah. makes me feel more and more like, yeah, he just didn't, he just doesn't have the playbook yet.
0: Yeah, do you think? Uh, I watched the big, big long run, and he did get chased down by some dudes. So not, not a burner. You know, does need to. Uh, I mean, I guess it's fine that he. He's <laughs> trying to tell Cam Akers
1: to go hit the gym, son. I need, yeah. I need to go <laughs> hit some drills. I need and to hit he, the ladder.
0: You got to work on that. That. Uh, agility some get some more speed don't let those guys catch you if you're gonna break free like that that's all i'm saying i um,
1: i can see hunter standing there arms crossed with sunglasses yeah. on his cam makers runs with one of those parachutes that open to give you <laughs> resistance you know yes. and Hunter's like good good
0: yeah we need to do a few <laughs> more of those the, the, the cheetahs can.
1: really need you to perform for next year and he's yeah. assigned me to coach you
0: you you can't play for the cheetahs and get chased down by three guys so can't have that uh,
1: three cone drill son
0: no we need to get that up um I don't really care about the Niners because I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But it, it does hold true what I said last week. Like if they were in a different division, even with Nick Mullins, they would be a playoff team. Um, so they've had a yeah. very unlucky season.
1: Yeah, and a great team. Just a lot of a lot of a lot of individual players to cheer for on the Niners. I think. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, Debo is amazing to watch. Just give him the ball wherever on the field. It doesn't really matter. It will make it work for you. Yes. Uh, can we get a WTF Falcons?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know? And like, I'm sure you were really like WTF. Because it was like, Matt Ryan, what did you do? Did you sit on the bench eating bonbons during this game? During this 43-point game?
0: <laughs> yeah, 43-point game. Uh, no Gurley, and yet he had 180 passing yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. So really bad game uh, fantasy-wise for him when you consider the score. Um and no Julio either. Just a bizarre game after, you know, I've been pretty high on the Raiders, been enjoying them, uh, and this was just a, I don't even know what to make of this game. Very confusing. Strange.
1: Yeah. We, <laughs> that was another one you are just watching, and you're like, what is happening?
0: Yeah, and the Falcons, like, I don't I mean, what are you even doing? Like, you, now you're four and seven, and, like, I don't know. That's just they're they're very strange. I don't have much to say else about that except for the score is hilarious, forty three to six. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this. Was one of the only, and really the score made it look closer than it was. I think, but the Chiefs Bucks game. Uh, mm-hmm. at least you got a a lot of very good highlights with Tyreek Hill just doing incredible things.
1: Yeah, it's that that game was mostly the Tyreek Hill show, and like. That is a game where, yes, it was like it was 27-24, but it was like all Chiefs all the time. And like you're but I will say it it, it, it was a it was a game where you had the what I call like the Tom Brady effect where like when you're watching it, you could never be like you Mm. would know that in any other case that the game would be over. But you're like I guess the same thing happens with like Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes where it's like anytime you give them the ball back, you're like, well, if something can they can do something. Even if yes. you feel like the whole game's been going awry for them.
0: Yeah. I mean, they were down twenty seven to ten and then scored fourteen points in the fourth quarter, but they ran out of time for any type of comeback. And the Chiefs did a very good job of running out the ball. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh it's and it's always funny to me to watch the Chiefs do that by passing. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. They they will run out the ball by like passing short passes to Tyreek Hill and Uh, edwards a and it's just it's very strange but they do it so um what else do we have i'm trying to save the taysom hill game for the end because i think it's like probably the most interesting one to talk about oh so the playoff picture got a little more interesting because the vikings won after Mm -hmm. losing last week and then the cardinals lost so (laughs) both of them are kind of like on that edge for that seventh playoff spot. Uh and so they the Cardinals lost to the Patriots and then the Vikings beat the, the Panthers um in a very, very like last minute thing too, which was good for your fantasy team because Cousins
1: did pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And and Justin Jefferson there, but there was no Thielen. That was the bummer yeah. for me. That was like that was my big my two big COVID hits this week were James Conner and Adam Thielen.
0: Yeah um justin jefferson uh i just i'm so happy that i have him in that other league because he's just so fun
1: yeah he's incredible he's awesome his dances are amazing he has a lot of he has a lot he he, he seems like a, a young man who just loves playing football
0: yes uh and he's having him and claypool are both having like some of the best rookie seasons in several years stats wise <laughs> so it's exciting. Uh, maybe other
1: than aj aj's rookie year yeah like that, probably in that ballpark
0: yes uh, let's see here. Oh, okay. Here's a question. Do you think, so we're at the point now where with the double digits, we, we have to start talking about this, but do you think the jets are going to go oh and 16?
1: Uh, I think so. Yes.
0: Yeah. I don't see anybody on their schedule really that they could beat. I, I do think it would be ironic and very funny if they somehow beat the, like the Patriots at the very end of the season. Um, like I'm sure Bill Belichick would do anything possible to avoid that, but it does kind of feel like something that could happen. Like if they're 0 and 15 and they somehow beat the Patriots of all teams.
1: Yeah, and I'd really like it because the, the Patriots are five and six, I think, after their win.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so, like, I mean, they could conceivably do make some kind of run if they got really lucky or whatever. And so, I'd love for the Jets to give them their loss to keep them out of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> that would
0: be amazing. Yeah, that would be that would be great. Um, and there's only there's only been 2 0 and sixteen teams. Uh, the the Lions back in O eight were the first to do it with the like expanded schedule, and then the Browns just did it like three years ago. So um, it seems like this team may. I don't really remember those teams specifically, but I there's never even been a a single game where I thought the Jets might win this year. So they may be one of the worst that I yeah. can remember.
1: Yeah, it's pretty. They're pretty bad. Um, I do want to talk about how the Giants won, meaning that they are now in the playoff picture.
0: Yeah. Firmly.
1: Mm (laughs) Yeah. Gosh, Uh, (laughs) have had a solid, solid four and seven,
0: (laughs) four and seven. Uh, if the football team didn't win, uh, which we'll talk about that too. That was the big, uh, Turkey day, just demolishing of the Cowboys, Um, it very fitting that the football team would do this on the Thanksgiving day after so many years of it being the other team's name, uh, they finally got their revenge as the football team.
1: They did. And it was glorious. My boy, Antonio Gibson.
0: Yeah. Three touchdowns looked amazing. Uh, that could creep up and rival the Claypool pick as the best choice in our rookie draft. Ooh, I don't know. That was the end of the third round too, wasn't it?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, it was Claypool, and then I think I think Brady picked right before me, and it went Claypool-Gibson. Yeah.
0: Man, what a very nice little cor- corner of success there. Uh, yeah, the Giants, I- I'm starting to like them, and it really stinks because now Daniel Jones is hurt, and it looks like he might miss time. And yeah. if I got to choose one of those teams to make the playoffs, I would have picked the Giants because they're fun, but I, it would how amazing would it be if the football team made the playoffs?
1: Oh, I'd love it. I would absolutely love for the football team to make the playoffs. They're they're so fun. Like, their non-quarterback skill players are so fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. McLaurin's really good. Their defense is good. The, the bad thing for them is they have to play at Steelers, at Niners the next two weeks. Um, and then they have to play the Seahawks at home and the Panthers. So those are just all really good teams. Um, but maybe the Daniel Jones injury will allow them to get into the playoffs because they end against the Eagles, and that could be for the division. So... We'll keep a close eye on the NFC East,
1: as, as everyone is to see yes. if, if a five and eleven team makes the playoffs.
0: <laughs> um, all right, let's end it with uh, the most exciting game of the week: the Saints beating the Broncos thirty-one to three. Wow! What a game! What what a amazing quarterback play in this game.
1: Yeah. I, so the way I described watching this game is that it was almost like. Uh, I don't even know who's the Broncos head coach right now.
0: Uh, Vic Fangio, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, I think that I think that's right. But it's like, and him and Sean Payton had like a like they texted before the game. Is like, bro, it, like the uh, oh my gosh, say say the Broncos head coach's name again, Vic Fangio. Thank you. That he text he text Sean Payton and goes, hey, look, we have a quarterback. <laughs> Let's make this quick because that game was done and there was still like. 13 minutes left and eight minutes left in the other two games in the fourth <laughs> quarter. It was already over. Like, everyone off the field. And, um, I mean, when you have a quarterback, there, there were almost no incompletions because there were almost no passes.
0: Yeah. that's what I was going to say. The clock was just running because the Saints ran the ball like 40-something times. And then, uh, let's see, 20. The Broncos ran it 30-something times. And they would have ran it more, but they didn't have the ball. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. I noticed that too because I wasn't watching the games, but for most part, I was keeping up with them on my phone. And um, I was—this was the game I checked in on the most because I just wanted to see the stats that Kendall Hinton would put up. And uh, how about one for nine, 13 yards, and two interceptions?
1: <laughs> this was so bad. <laughs> it's, i feel so. I mean, it, that dude played college for like five games at Wake Forest. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not his fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we were that talk- experiment
0: did not work, though.
1: A- absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think they should. their most success came from just running Wildcat with Philip Lindsay before he got hurt. Yeah, That was where they, they were really strong during the Royce Freeman-Philip Lindsay Wildcat plays.
0: Yeah, and that's one of those things where, like, you can have one of those miraculous types of games in college, but it just doesn't... And, they I mean, they didn't have very much time to prepare for it either. So, uh, I mean, I would imagine they were probably working, like... Twenty four seven on the offense once they found that out, but still, uh, yeah, I, I probably would have tried something, just nuts, like gone full like army offense for a game or something, and tried to like you know get Jerry Judy back there and let him <laughs> run around with the ball. I don't know, um, anything would have been better than that. That was very ugly. Uh, but very entertaining. I'm glad it happened.
1: They could have just told the wide receivers to stay on the bench. I'm looking at this. Noah Fant had one reception for 13 yards, and there were zeros. Oh
0: and it was a god. screen. It was a screen.
1: Oh my god! So it's like
0: he he caught the ball, at maybe even at a loss, and then ran 13 yards. So yeah, I uh, in my other league, I lost, or actually, I could win. I I was saying that I lost, like in Slack, and even at the beginning of the podcast, I might have said it, but. Actually, if Deontay Johnson just scores eight points, I, I'll win. So that ended up, I got lucky because Tyler Lockett didn't play well. But uh, I was bummed because my team in that league has Judy, I have Drew Lock, and I have Tim Patrick. And I couldn't play any of those guys this week. So goodness, Ooh. real bad. Uh, Taysom Hill, so this is the game I was talking about. Being like, expected of, yeah. Yeah. So that's why we don't make up our minds after one week. Uh, the Broncos are a better defense, but um again, if he did not and he didn't he wasn't asked to do much. So like he only threw 16 times cuz of the circumstances. But um if not for those two rushing touchdowns, like would have been in real bad trouble for fantasy.
1: Yeah. Uh, the the thing for me too though is like the, the coaches have to be the only way we lose this game are throwing picks. That's like yeah. literally the only way we lose this game. So that's fair. Let's just not even do that.
0: And really, the one that he threw wasn't his fault. I saw, I watched the replay because I was like, oh, did he do a really bad throw? And it was like tips, like just a really good defensive play, not really his fault. So um, again, we just have to keep watching him to see how it's going to go. But this is, like I said, more of what I expected. One thing I have been very interested to watch is the, the way the offense has been working with Latavius Murray and yeah. Kamara. Like, sucks for fantasy that I don't really know what to make of it and in this game they probably were just kind of like oh we don't need to use him but I don't know what are your thoughts on that since you have him
1: yeah well I figured I figured his usage would be like he wouldn't have those 30 point games because you don't like you're not gonna you you can't you can't reasonably threaten to stretch the field with Taysom Hill and you yeah. can with Drew Brees. Like Drew Brees can still throw it to Michael Thomas deep. So you have to respect it. So that gave it for underneath to Camara and like there's no underneath cuz you don't you don't have to play any deep coverage anymore. So I think that a, a big part of that of it is that he's missing out on his receptions that he used to be getting. The other thing mm-hmm. is Taysom Hill drops back and he runs instantly, right? Like Yeah. Um, and I can't and so I can't blame him. And, so, and I sort of figured Murray might be in more doing pass pro stuff. And, like, he's, he, seems much, he seems much more fitting to be alongside Taysom Hill running if they're going to go that route. Um, so we're going to see. But I, I do think, though, like, Alvin Kamara still averaged almost five yards a rush, and, like, he, he's fine. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely not yeah. about the skill or anything. It's no, just the, it's, it's just the the, the sp- game plan. The usage is weird, and like the thing that sucks for fantasy for him is like, you know, he scored a good amount of touchdowns too, and like now when they get into the red zone, it's just like they're gonna keep. Letting, I mean, if the Taysom Hill rushing touchdowns inside the twenty are gonna keep working like that, they're gonna gonna keep doing that, and it's been Latavius Murray down in there too. So if I'm the winter faces. Uh, Murray has moved into flex consideration under the way that it is right now because he's had two good games now with Taysom Hill as a quarterback.
1: Yes, he he has a dude. I will say, too, that I remember a couple of weeks ago uh, when Drew Brees started being questionable with his shoulder thing, that Alvin Kamara was, had, did have a questionable tag like two weeks ago. So there's another part of me that thinks like, I wonder if they're like, oh, we can just give extra rest as we go to, oh, yeah, to the that, end of the year too. That's
0: so. what I was thinking for sure. Um I wonder how many people on websites, I guess, I mean, even in Sleeper, you could have done this, but, like, added Kendall Hinton and started him at receiver, thinking they were going to get some good stuff.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not sure, because <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it was a lot of people, and I even I even looked, but I do know on ESPN, they already had him designated as a quarterback.
0: Oh, wow. That's from the quick. start, so. um, Yeah, it's was just like, you know, with Taysom Hill at tight end, that, that was a good decision. This one would not have been advised by me, so uh that's funny um all right I think that's all the games um aside from the AFC South which we'll end with uh so let's move in to our league and this is going to be weird so we're recording this on t- what's today Wednesday Tuesday Tuesday I don't even know. Tuesday morning so the Steelers Ravens game has been postponed to Wednesday we could have delayed it a day but then they they pushed back again so we're just going to go ahead and, and talk about this uh all the all of our matchups are pretty much settled. We don't have any exact standings, but uh, based on what's projected, here's kind of what we got going. So Spicer, when I went to sleep Sunday night with the Bears game, I thought that you were going to win and that I was going to be in danger of losing my number one slot.
1: Yes, me too. It was a heck of a battle between Katie and I. I think that I saw like the win percentage go across the 50% line and like sort of change it had at least two changes because at the because it was Katie at the beginning of the week and then Antonio Gibson on his own like moved it pretty far to one side mm. and then throughout the day it sort of moved between the middle and then it moved back to me before the last game and then finished with her winning with Alan Robinson.
0: Yeah, so I guess I must have just went to bed early fourth quarter and
1: yeah, I lost on garbage time.
0: Yeah, does Allen Robinson just put some work in late? Uh, got another touchdown and sealed the deal for Katie. So, uh, she will now be in second place. Uh, and you guys will be tied for your record going into the last week with, she's got about a, mm, tw- almost 20 point difference over you. So, um, either she needs to lose or you need to outscore her by 20 in the last week. And both of you, what let's see, she's, uh, both of you are playing playoff teams, so it'll be tough there to finish out. Um, but with that assist from Katie, I have now clinched the number one overall slot with a pretty bad week myself. I uh, had a lot of players out this week. Um, so I'm happy about that. Uh, looks like So I'll Katie, up- it's
1: your fault that Hunter's going to end up regular season champion.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate it. No, uh, you, you
1: tried to help me out as much as you could, but Derrick Henry would not allow it. Cam really tried to lead the no, way. Yeah.
0: Oh, also, you didn't listen to Hunter's Hunches. We'll talk about that later, but that would have
1: probably got you the victory. So, oh, Did you say to play Ebron? Yeah. I honestly was like, honestly, I don't think the Steelers are going to play their football game.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's not a, <laughs> that's fair.
1: And I was like, uh, I'd rather just cheer for Jonu, I think. I'll, yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Um. So, uh, otherwise, no major changes because the winter faces and god kings are going to change places at fourth and fifth but that still leaves them playing each other in round one um and then they play each of us respectively uh, or no katie god kings play katie next week and i play winter faces so we'll see what happens there and then it looks like marley magic's gonna stay probably in sixth place um unless they beat you so do you want to take a swing at figuring out what's happening at the bottom?
1: At, uh, at the bottom of the uh, the standings of our, of our league,
0: yeah, it's crazy down there.
1: Yeah, I love it. So, here's what we got: we got, we have a we have a four. We, we we've really had a complete split of like the six teams who are gonna go for the playoffs are like, you know, doing their thing, and the bot and the bottom four are like we are into the tank, into the toilet, as far down as we can go. Um, and. I think where we are now is that the popular ballers will play the pit Kings next week and the flaming hot cheetahs in ninth. will play the touchdown to Abbey's at 10th, which means I think, especially because touchdowns and Abbey's just dropped a hundred and a hundred and maybe 50 points after the game tonight Mm -hmm. or tomorrow. um, That it is possible. I think, I think what we have to, that because, Noah needs Rob. Noah has to lose his game against Rob next week, and then, uh, and then so it, it's going to be a test to see who can outtake each other in popular ballers in the Pit Kings. So if they if the Pit Kings get below the total score of,
0: I don't think will happen.
1: The so the is He had a seventy point lead going into this week, and. He he only got two points back. Yeah, so he'd have to underscore by seventy. So we'd have to have some really some really uh some really bad play happen.
0: Yeah, the the key will be to see if Aaron can lose to Colton. <clears throat> because if he can, then they'll flip flop and mm-hmm. Aaron will move up a spot. Um but it looks like Colton's team right now is built better to to tank because of he doesn't have like quarterback on the roster that's probably going to play whereas Aaron Aaron does um, but yeah I, I'm, I'm, I can't quite wrap my mind around what needs to happen between Noah and Rob I almost think Noah needs to beat Rob so that Rob loses and keeps the number one pick for Noah but then that could make where Noah slips from oh that could make it to where he slips from 9 to 7 so oh man this is exciting
1: Yes it's a I love I love the way that this is a uh, coming down to the end here for the for for the picks.
0: And I, I'm getting nervous about the playoffs because I, I'm starting to feel and I know this sounds gonna sound silly but I'm starting to feel like my team is like the Peyton Manning Colts where like mm-hmm. I I've won a lot of games and like I mean I've had some luck for sure like my points against have been very fair like they're they're one of the lowest, but um, not quite the, the at the very bottom. Um, actually, they're very close to that. Um, but I, I've had the most points against, except for this time with Katie. And so, or gosh, I can't even speak. Points for. Um, but I'm going to ride into the semifinals with either one or two losses, or two or three losses, and... I don't know. I just have a bad feeling. I'm just not gonna. My team has been playing very yeah. bad down the stretch because all these injuries, and I don't. I don't know. What if I just lose first round? That's gonna be so sad.
1: Oh, dude, I'm I'm with you, I, and I understand it too because like, this is like, the hard thing with Katie's team is is I can sit here and I'm like, okay, Derrick Henry just gets stronger as it gets colder. Zeke literally can't do any worse than he's already doing. Yeah. Like like her players are playing at like normal pace right now. And I feel like, oh my gosh, Alvin Kamara had like three weeks in a row of 25 plus at the beginning of this year. Like how many more of those does he really have in him? Like that's more of what I think is like, have I used all the juice? And yeah. I'm sure you probably feel the same way where you're like, oh, it's Jonathan do. Taylor. Like I was using him early on and now he's not there. And then
0: yeah, I don't like, I don't even know what to do between Heinz and him. And like, uh, th- there's just a lot going on with Julio's hurt and. Galladay's hurt and Daniel Jones is hurt I I almost started Daniel Jones over Matt Ryan because he has been playing better now I don't I'm going to be forced to start Ryan and and even Russell Wilson's been been struggling a little bit so I don't know hopefully they'll they'll rest you know the next few weeks and I'll be okay but I'm a little nervous so um let's see I think there was one other thing I was going to say about the standings maybe not okay let's give out some awards it's that time uh, we've we've been sad long enough this is at least some some exciting so exciting stuff I'll start us out because this is one of the most obvious awards all season for the corporate global uh, Workman of the week award this has to go to Tyree kill um, that dude showed up big time for 13 receptions 269 yards and three touchdowns um, craziest performance of the week or of the year score-wise uh and it really sucks for Derrick Henry cuz th- that first half would have been enough to give him a, a workman award but then Tyreek Hill comes in the afternoon got to give props to Rob in the chat Rob called this before a single catch was was made he
1: did indeed he did
0: so uh I let me I haven't checked but I believe that's got to be the highest scoring single week of the year i don't know if that is or not but um if you had tyree kill on your fancy team this week and lost you are very very unlucky
1: <laughs> yeah which i mean it would have it, we'll see how rob's how the how the wednesday night game plays out but it would have been possible if he played someone else
0: yeah that's true uh 57 points for tyree kill so yes. very very big um yeah that's that's that like i said Pretty obvious award there.
1: All right. Next up, we got those pinchable cheeks. So today, this week, we are going to have a young man who we've already mentioned on the show. But it's got to go to Debo in the return. Mm. What a beautiful man he is. Great choice. Amazing. Like, good for you getting back. Even with Nick Mullins saying, that's fine nick will do just fine for me so yeah Sabibu, I, I wish you were on my team
0: i know i found myself going to the cheetah's roster to look at his stats and then realize he's i forgot about the trade to the winner faces uh, that's very scary for my prospects of playing him in the playoffs as he's coming together real nice um all right, so we have an official name for that award last week. It is the Snake Oil Salesman of the Week. And I love the the audio. I hope it's playing right now as I'm saying this, that Brady chose for this. Uh, very fitting for the award. And this week, there was a couple candidates I could have chosen, but this one is almost as much a retrospective one as it is for this current week because it's how I felt about this player all season. And it's Kenyon Drake. yeah. Um, 22 rushes for 78 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and I just don't think this, that he's good. I don't, I don't think he's like a starting running, like RB one in the league. I would not be shocked at all if Arizona either drafts or signs another running back going into next season. Um, cause I think they're happy with like the role that Chase Edmonds has. I think that's fine, but I don't think. Drake is the lead guy here, and I don't know if you watched this game, but uh, I watched like one of the ending drives in my recapping, and the Cardinals had a chance to seal this game off by running the ball, and Drake couldn't convert like on like a third and two. Like there was just several little things he had. He ended up scoring two touchdowns, but he had way more goal line rushes than that. I think it was like five or six tries, Um, and just. I'm just not happy with him, and this is a fine fantasy performance, but the whole thing of this is like I said, selling snake oil, so don't look for for this to continue and uh even even past this season, so there you have Ooh. it.
1: Can you on taking some heat from the better business bureau?
0: Yes <laughs> um, yeah, all
1: right, uh what's next? All right, so next up we have the sex upper shut up award mm. so this one this week it was because of so many people out with covid and the craziness a lot of people there just weren't that many decisions for um, so yeah this award is gonna go hilariously to mr colton Hyde and the god kings for starting <laughs> adrian peterson getting in there with his two touchdowns on Thanksgiving <laughs> even though I know you're trying to for him for that player to be as low scoring as possible um you not you couldn't do it he he uh he shocked everyone no I
0: didn't even notice that he started him over like Boston Scott and then he <laughs> he stabbed him a little bit with those points that's funny yeah, yeah. uh Swift being out um I almost put uh Kerryon Johnson in my flex but decided not to but he had he had a pretty good game too um i I think i don't remember what he did but pretty good game there. i think he had like 10 or 11 points um yeah not a great this one was like start what you got play what you got yeah so many people out all right i'm gonna finish me up here with some hunter's hunches now, this is a weird one because this technically hasn't happened yet, so I'm still officially seven and three. But I'm just going to go ahead and claim eight and three because Jonu put up a goose egg. So as long as Eric Ebron can literally just catch a ball, then this one is is correct here, um, which would put us at eight and three and uh, looking to finish out the regular season with a very good record. So uh, this week I'm going to try to help out a playoff team here that might be able to get out of the sixth spot and that's Marley magic. So if they can pull an upset on you, uh, one of the other teams might lose, then maybe they find themselves in that four or five game instead of having to play either you or Katie in the playoffs. And that would be huge. So, uh, interesting thing going on here because they have the unfortunate week 13 bye, which puts Mike Evans, uh, on the bench because the bucks Mm. of course have a third week, 13 bye. why wouldn't they? Um, terrible for fantasy but what I'm guessing is probably the most consistent guy he's got is Nelson Aguilar to bump up into the starting lineup and so you've got some flex decisions here so what I'm recommending Ryan is that you start our old favorite uh Jamison Crowder of the David Crowder band and <laughs> he I know this the reason I'm calling this a hunch is is, I don't know what the projected points are. He might be projected the most, but um, Sterling Shepard is who you have in there right now, and he's been actually playing pretty well. But Daniel Jones is hurt, and Sam Darnold is back. So Darnold did not play super well against Miami, but that defense is good. And so I expect there to be a little bit of a comeback this week against the Vegas Raiders and uh, Jameson Crowder to outscore uh, Sterling Shepard and probably even like mm, Geo Bernard maybe it's probably outscore him too um but if you're looking at starting Higby or any of those guys go with Mr. Crowder
1: I like that I like I like he's a player who I, I wish could be just a a like five spots higher more fantasy relevant he's like the first person who, he's like the first wide receiver who stopped being like an always start he's like one of the top yeah not easy starts every week
0: agree all right, it's my favorite time of the week. Time to put some somebody on notice.
1: All right. So this week, let, uh, let me tell you, I have to say, as I was watching the the Colts game, I was literally standing up shouting about how if, t- if T.Y. Hilton just fumbled that football on the goal line when he ended <laughs> up not fumbling, but if he fumbled it at the goal line, I would have made him the god of, like he would have been the devil that... Like lords over the shadow realm because that that would have like uh, he would have been cemented there and I was so happy but then he was down so it all it, it all worked out for him he did catch a touchdown pass not a, that was not enough to even get you close to the, uh, the shadow realm brother you 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 managed to show up for a game yeah <clears throat> you need you to do something special um so you're still down there um let's see here Singletary I think he's finally uh Crept his way all the way in, into the shadow realm. swago realm, say hello
0: to the shadow realm. <laughs> uh oh, Ty's got company.
1: He does. He, I, I mean, I'm not sure. There, we might have sort of like a Dante's Inferno, like seven levels sort of deal <laughs> happening now. Which I guess TY's probably on like level six. Yeah. <laughs> Ty's like brother. It's tough down here, yelling up at him.
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering how you're going to handle that cuz he in total he had over 100 yards but it was barely and uh not even a lot of receptions or anything. So, pretty bad week.
1: Yeah, and it it was one of those deals where you're just like, "No, dude. You don't understand how how deep you are." So, so that so that happens uh What
0: about one thing I noticed? We we actually forgot this last week was you had put Melvin Gordon on notice. Oh yeah, and like that's the last week he actually had a really good game. Um, Where is that game? Uh, This week, you know, they had the no quarterback like nonsense. But I think why can't I find it? Uh, Okay, here we go. So last week, his first week on notice, he had eighty four yards and two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, he would he was off notice yeah um so he's he's fine um he's doing his thing uh let's see zeke zeke still on notice he's 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 crept he's he's taken a step into the abyss yeah
0: he's gotta be real close to the shadow realm i mean he yes, fumbled he, had 30 yards
1: yeah he almost he almost he almost gets the uh like the candy land like the Princess Snowflake card, where it takes you straight to the end, pretty much. <laughs> and shadow, he's about to get one of those to the Shadow Realm for that for that game. That was piss poor. Um, but this week, I finally think is this, I think this might be my first player that I'm going to put on notice from my team. But this week, I'm going to be putting Christian Kirk on notice. Hmm. He dropped a touchdown. He did. He dropped a touchdown. He the last so this is his third week now without hitting 10 points and it's just like it's mostly that he was doing pretty well before then like he was having a a good season it's like been like just you have that in the season where you have the drop off and with larry fitzgerald not being in and to have the kind of week he had i was really mm. really disappointed in him unacceptable so, christian kirk
0: you have been put on notice, notice. Nice. I do have some bad news for you, which is that uh, just last week, you also put Hollywood Brown of your team on notice. So,
1: Oh, gosh. Too <laughs> <who> consecutive. <laughs> uh, he, he, can, he has no movement.
0: Yeah, because they um, haven't played yet. So. Haven't played. Yeah. He'll probably go off for like 200 yards tomorrow because we said that. But, yeah. Um, all right. It is time to end the show with some talk about the AFC South. So... We'll start with the Texans on Turkey Day beating the Lions real bad.
1: Oh yeah, just a a real beatdown. Do, doing Texans. just enough to
0: stay relevant this year.
1: Yes, and and now the the man who who really helped get <laughs> them there is now no longer yeah. able to play for them.
0: Yeah, massive performance from Will Fuller: six catches, 170 for two touchdowns, and then suspended six games. Yeah. So. Yikes. Uh, yeah, they have to play the Colts twice, uh, even if they split that. I don't. I just don't see them doing anything, so we uh, don't have to talk about that too much. Um, and then the Jags game, that was actually a pretty interesting ending, uh, especially for, for us gamblers. Uh, very, very close game there as the Browns uh, ended up winning in the end. But um, Mike Glennon put up a, a much better quarterback performance than Luton did. <laughs>
1: yes and also like he just looks like a more professional like he looks like he at least belongs even in a backup capacity in the NFL you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you're watching him throw the ball he had some good throws also he's 6'7 y'all yeah he's that's so tall. Big, tall dude I love it I picked him up off the waiver just to have a big I'm like dude if this 6'7 guy <laughs> is out here doing anything I definitely want him on my team he-, he-, he needs to come to the party of the Bruce Matthews
0: yeah that's who you want holding the clipboard for sure <laughs>
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Big, big nice guy. Um, all right, we've dilly dallied. Let's talk about the Colts and the Titans. Um, so I feel like I have to start again because we lost. Uh, or, or unless you are like really happy and want to start, do
1: you no. want to start with the positive? No, 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 no okay. You start.
0: <laughs> so here's the thing. I'm, I'm not that. I don't know if I'm in denial, but I'm really not that like upset with this loss for a whole lot of reasons. Um, one is because like, personally, like I told you guys, this was going to happen. I, I said two weeks ago, like, let's just watch, you know, what's going to happen two weeks from now. Like, don't take too much away from this game. And you know, it's about to be Derrick Henry season. And he's going to give you those games. I, I literally said these things on the podcast. You can go back and play the tape two weeks ago. And that's what happened today. So that makes me feel better. But also, I just like earlier in the season, you know, the Titans get COVID break all the rules and let's just rearrange the whole NFL season around them. Like no big deal. The Colts lose three of their most important players and all Let's just keep playing. Let's not even delay the game. It's fine. Jonathan Taylor. You don't have to play starting center. No big deal. DeForest Buckner key to the defense. Ah, who cares? Let's just roll it out there. So I'm not bitter about that at all. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: that's so funny. I will say the, uh, Buck, is it Buckner? Yeah. Is that, is it? Like him, him being out was easily the most noticeable thing. I think.
0: Yeah. Which it doesn't like excuse that. what Derrick Henry did. Like he still had a great game, and like they just destroyed us. But it, it definitely would have been nice to have a, our defensive leader out there.
1: Yes. Uh. Yeah, and and a center too. Like, not any offensive lineman missing is always tough as well.
0: Yeah, we had to start a rookie at center. That's just never. Never what you want to see. Um because the to give you an idea, the the Titans actually got a sack this week. So <laughs> on Philip Rivers. Yeah. And I I believe I saw that play. I think it was kind of down the middle. It was a weird weird play, but um yeah, just a a nasty game. I wanted to start Oh, man, I also need to own up to this, too. I made a huge blunder. Just the most classic rookie mistake in fantasy is starting a player that plays on Thursday night in your flex instead of at the position. And I really messed that up because I had uh, Brandon Cooks starting in the flex. And if I hadn't done that, I could have started Hines in the flex because Julio ended up being hurt and it screwed me and I had to start Mike Williams. Uh, But just needed to own up to that mistake. So, anyways.
1: I did the same thing, too. It, It worked out okay. Like, I had Antonio Gibson that I should have swapped with uh Aaron Jones I think.
0: Uh yeah, it it's one of those things that it, like if you look up tips for fantasy football like that's going to be in there for for all you guys. So just remember that. Um but yeah, props to the Titans um uh, you know, this is that December 20 2019 Titans team that we saw uh Derrick Henry even though this was in a dome, like just it gets cold and he's like, "Oh, it's it's my time to shine."
1: Yeah, he he truly is amazing when it comes to that. Also, so oh, oh, this game was so strange. So because uh, did you watch any of it or just nope. catch up? Uh, okay. I
0: watched highlights, but didn't watch any yeah. of it live because I was so pissed.
1: Um, so the so I think one of the, the things was that it was such a good game to start. Like it felt so good to be like, oh, both teams are scoring, like we're do like. It's an exciting version of football that was being played. And then like the second half just started and it just like fell apart in five minutes. And then it was like there was nothing – or at least that's how it felt. Like hmm. – or no, that's not what it was. It was when the second quarter turned. Second it just quarter. all fell apart. Yeah. And it was just like, well, I guess the game's kind of like over.
0: Yeah, because when I was <laughs> – I was following along on my phone and it was like trading touchdowns for a while. It was 14-14, I think, like at the beginning of the second quarter. And then – the Titans scored like 21 more points, I think, after that <laughs> in the second quarter. Yeah. So it got ugly really, really quickly. Um, and the reason I wasn't watching was because um, Kentucky had their second se- game of the of the year and it was against the first good team we've played, which is Richmond, which if you're, if you don't know college basketball, you're like, what? But yes, Richmond is good. They're a top 25 team. Um, and both games started at noon. And as you all know, priorities for me are, are always going to be on the, the Pinewood, but, uh, unfortunately Kentucky also freaking lost that game. And so I was just in a very bad place.
1: Oh, that's I'm sorry. Yeah. That's why
0: I, I, I don't know if I sent a message on Slack on Sunday. I just needed to be away.
1: You did not, and we figured you were just like out of town or something. So, but no, nope. this, this, this I was sitting on my couch. This is just as good, but I, yeah. I love that. Um, it's, you know, whoa,
0: yeah. I was uh, sitting on my couch. Uh, starting at the at about the last five minutes of the Kentucky game, uh, things started to get really bad because up until that point, like the game was close and like they were fine, and then they started playing selfish crap hero ball and decided to lose the game so i just i just picked up swamp thing and just kept reading and ignored it all
1: nice <laughs> amazing um well i will say too uh ryan Tannehill is just i don't understand but I'll, we have to talk about aj brown yeah a baller. That i
0: just is. that was amazing
1: like not not just like so his reception where he just like ran past everyone yeah uh but the onside yards. kick that he <laughs> that he just catches it is like and I'm like, oh, this is also AJ Brown and DK Metcalf are like twins, I'm convinced. Or like brothers, like they just everything about them feels so similar. But but it's like, oh, he's not gonna fall down on this onside kick, he's gonna run it back for a touchdown, because <laughs> that's what AJ Brown does.
0: <laughs> yeah. It That's why you put those guys out there for the onside kicks right there uh because they can make plays but uh I remember uh let's see this must have been two years ago I went to a Kentucky basketball game at Ole Miss and it was right after Ole Miss had just ended the season and it, it was a good ending to the season I don't remember what happened but people were really hype and they brought out on the court DK and AJ Brown together and I was just I remember like they're so massive like DK especially but like both of them out there I was just like oh Gosh, it's unfair that both of those guys played on the same team.
1: Yeah, dude, I cannot – guys, could you imagine if even on your fantasy team you had DK Metcalf and AJ Brown and then imagine going to college and they are on your college team?
0: And they weren't that good. <laughs> That's the no. other sad part. It's not their fault, but, like, that team wasn't good, and it's truly incredible.
1: No, but there's, but they would have still been so cool. You could have sat in class with them. Noah definitely would have been friends with DK. if <laughs> had, Like, they would be in a business class together. I can see it now, just chilling.
0: Yeah, that uh, there's some other crazy uh, people that played on that Ole Miss team. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think, like, one of the tight ends, like, I want to say, like, Evan Ingram maybe or – Yeah, somebody like really that's that's good uh and it's just it's so depressing that that they weren't able to do better but yeah that would have been like an old miss is the school too where you don't really care like you're used to them not being great recently it's all about the partying so like having dk Metcalf and aj brown would have been awesome yeah oh well i i don't have anything else to say
1: well and you know I I think the Colts are still fine. The the sky's not falling down for them. No, it was, was,
0: yeah, yeah. I I, I think they'll still make the playoffs. Um, They should beat the Texans and the Raiders, uh, but they probably lose to the Raiders. So, we'll see. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm just mad about the COVID stuff. So, well, uh, I don't. I can't really end this on a positive note, except for hope you guys have a good day.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Bye.
1: <laughs> Brought to you by Magiano Productions. Yes, yes, yes.